You are listening to the Auditory Entertainment's production of Paycheck by Philip K. Dick. Performed by Miranda Johnson. Part 3 of 3. He left the apartment, hurrying along the dark street. He had stayed there too long. If the SP found the two of them together, it would be all up with rhetoric construction. He could take no chances with the end almost in sight. He looked at his watch. It was past midnight. He would meet Rethrick this morning and present him with the proposition. His spirit rose as he walked. He would be safe. More than safe. Rethrick Construction was aiming at something far larger than mere industrial power. What he had seen had convinced him that a revolution was brewing. Down in the many levels below the ground, down under the fortress of concrete, guarded by guns and armed men, Rethrick was planning a war. Machines were being turned out. The time scoop and the mirror were hard at work, watching, dipping, extracting. No wonder he, the old he, had worked out such careful plans. He had seen all this and understood and begun to ponder. The problem of the mind cleaning. His memory would be gone when he was released. Destruction of all the plans. Destruction? There was an alternate clause in the contract. Others had seen it, used it, but not the way he intended. He was after much more than anyone who had come before. He was the first to understand, to plan. At the end of the block, an SP cruiser pulled up to the curb. Its door slid open. Jennings stopped, his heart constricting. The night patrol roaming through the city. It was after eleven, after curfew. He looked quickly around. Everything was dark. The stores and houses were shut up tight, locked for the night. Silent apartment houses, buildings, even the bars were dark. He looked back the way he had come. Behind him, a second SP cruiser had stopped. Two SP officers had stepped out onto the curb. They had seen him. They were coming toward him. He stood frozen, looking up and down the street. Across from him was the entrance of a swank hotel, its neon sign glimmering. He began to walk toward it, his heels echoing against the pavement. Stop, one of the SP men called. Come back here. What are you doing out? Jennings went up the stairs into the hotel. He crossed the lobby. The clerk was staring at him. No one else was around. The lobby was deserted. His heart sank. He didn't have a chance. He began to run aimlessly, past the desk, along a carpeted hall. Maybe it led out to some back way. Behind him, the SP men had already entered the lobby. Jennings turned a corner. Two men stepped out, blocking his way. Where are you going? He stopped, wary. Let me by. He reached into his coat for the Boris gun. At once, the men moved. Get him! His arms were pinned to his sides. Professional hoods. Past them, he could see a light. Light and sound. Some kind of activity. People. 
All right, one of the hoods said. They dragged him back along the corridor, toward the lobby. Jennings struggled, futilely. He had entered a blind alley. The city was dotted with them, hidden in the darkness. They would toss him out, into the hands of the SP. Some people came along the hall, a man and a woman, older people, well-dressed. They gazed curiously at Jennings, suspended between the two men. Suddenly, Jennings understood. A wave of relief hit him, blinding him. Wait, he said thickly. My pocket. Come on. Wait, look. My right pocket, look for yourselves. He relaxed, waiting. The hood on his right reached, dipping cautiously into the pocket. Jennings smiled. It was over. He had seen even this. There was no possibility of failure. This solved one problem. Where to stay until it was time to meet Rethrick? He could stay here. The hood brought out the half-poker chip, examining the serrated edges. Just a second. From his own coat, he took a matching chip, fitted on a gold chain. He touched the edges together. All right, Jennings said. Sure. And they let him go. He brushed off his coat automatically. Sure, mister. Sorry. Say, you shoulda... Take me in the back, Jennings said, wiping his face. Some people are looking for me. I don't particularly want them to find me. Sure. They led him back into the gambling rooms. The half-chip had turned what might have been a disaster into an asset. A gambling joint. One of the few institutions the police left alone. He was safe. No question of that. One thing remained. The struggle with Rethrick. Rethrick's face was hard. He gazed at Jennings, swallowing rapidly. No, he said. I didn't know it was you. We thought it was the SP. There was silence. Kelly sat at the chair by the desk, her legs crossed. Jennings leaned against the door, his arms folded. Why didn't you use the mirror, he said. Rethrick's face flickered. We tried to use the mirror. Tried? Before you finished your term with us, you changed a few leads inside the mirror. When we tried to operate it, nothing happened. I left the plant half an hour ago, and they were still working on it. I did that before I finished my two years. Apparently, you had worked out your plans in detail. You knew that with the mirror, we would have no trouble tracking you down. You're a good mechanic, Jennings. The best we've ever had. We'd like to have you back sometimes. Working for us again. There's not one of us that can operate the mirror the way you could. And right now, we can't use it at all. Jennings smiled. I had no idea that he did anything like that. I underestimated him. Who are you talking about? Myself, 
during the two years. Well, Jennings, so the two of you worked out an elaborate plan to steal our schematics. Why? What's the purpose? You haven't turned them over to the police. No. Then I can assume it's blackmail. That's right. What for? What do you want? Rethrick seemed to have aged. He slumped, his eyes small and glassy, rubbing his chin nervously. You went to a lot of trouble to get us in this position. I'm curious why. While you were working for us, you laid the groundwork. Now you've completed it, in spite of our precautions. Precautions? Erasing your mind, concealing the plant. Tell him, said Kelly. Tell him why you did it. Jennings took a deep breath. Ruthrick, I did it to get back in. Back into the company. That's the only reason, no other. Ruthrick stared at him. To get back into the company. You can come back in. I told you that. His voice was thin and sharp, edged with strain. What's the matter with you? You can come back in. For as long as you want to stay. As a mechanic? Yes, as a mechanic. I don't want to come back as a mechanic. I'm not interested in working for you. Listen, Rethrick. The SP picked me up as soon as I left this office. If it hadn't been for him, the old me, I'd be dead. They picked you up? They wanted to know what Rethrick Construction does. They wanted me to tell them. Rethrick nodded. That's bad. We didn't know that. No, Rethrick, I'm not coming in as an employee. You can toss out any time it pleases you. I'm coming in with you, not for you. With me? Rethrick stared at him. Slowly, a film settled over his face. An ugly, hard film. I don't understand what you mean. You and I are going to run Rethrick Construction together. That'll be the way from now on. And no one will be burning my memory out for their own safety. That's what you want? Yes. And if we don't cut you in? Then the schematics and films go to the SP. It's as simple as that. But I don't want to. I don't want to destroy the company. I want to get into the company. I want to be safe. You know what it's like being out there with no place to go? An individual has no place to turn anymore. No one to help them. I'm caught between two ruthless forces, a pawn between political and economic powers, and I'm tired of being a pawn. For a long time, Rethrick said nothing. He stared down at the floor, his face dull and blank. At last, he looked up. I know it's that way. That's something I've known for a long time. Longer than you have. I'm a lot older than you. I've seen it come and grow that way year after year. That's why Rethrick Construction exists. Someday it'll all be different. Someday, when we have the scoop and the mirror finished, 
when the weapons are finished? Jenkins said nothing. I know very well how it is. I'm an old man. I've been working a long time. When they told me someone had got out of the plant with schematics, I thought the end had come. We already knew you had damaged the mirror. We knew there was a connection, but... We had parts of it figured wrong. We thought, of course, that security had planted you with us to find out what we were doing. Then, when you realized you couldn't carry out your information, with the mirror damaged, SP could go ahead and... He stopped, rubbing his cheek. Go on, Jennings said. So you did this alone, blackmail, to get into the company. You don't know what the company is for, Jennings. How dare you try to come in. We've been working and building for a long time. You'd wreck us to save your hide. You'd destroy us just to save yourself. I'm not wrecking you. I can be a lot of help. I run the company alone. It's my company. I made it, put it together. It's mine. Jennings laughed. And what happens when you die? Or is the revolution going to come in your own lifetime? Rethrick's head jerked up. You'll die, and there won't be anyone to go on. You know I'm a good mechanic. You said so yourself. And you're not a fool, Rethrick. You want to manage it all yourself, do everything, decide everything. But you'll die someday, and then what will happen? There was a silence. You better let me in, for the company's good as well as my own. I can do a lot for you. When you're gone, the company will survive in my hands, and maybe the revolution will work. You should be glad you're alive at all. If we hadn't allowed you to take your trinkets out with you, what else could you do? How could you let men service your mirror, see their own futures, and not let them lift a finger to help themselves? It's easy to see why you were forced to insert alternate payment clause. You had no choice. You don't even know what we're doing or why we exist. I have a good idea. After all, I worked for you for two years. Time passed. Rethrick moistened his lips and began again, rubbing his cheek. Perspiration stood out on his forehead. At last, he looked up. No, he said. It's no deal. No one will ever run the company but me. If I die, it dies with me. It's my property. Jennings became instantly alert. Then the papers go to the police. Rethrick said nothing, but a peculiar expression moved across his face, an expression that gave Jennings a sudden chill. Kelly, Jennings said, do you have the papers with you? Kelly stirred, standing up, her face pale. No. Where are they? Where did you put them? Sorry, Kelly said softly. I'm not going to tell you. He stared at her. What? I'm sorry, Kelly said again. Her voice was small and faint. They're safe. 
The SP won't ever get them. But neither will you. When it's convenient, I'll turn them back to my father. Your father? Kelly is my daughter, Rethrick said. That was one thing you didn't count on, Jennings. He, the old you, didn't count on it either. Ha! No one knew that but the two of us. I wanted to keep all positions of trust in the family. I see now that it was a good idea. But it had to be kept secret. If the SP had guessed, they would have picked her up at once. Her life would not have been safe. Jennings let his breath out slowly. I see. It seemed like a good idea to go along with you, Kelly said. Otherwise, you'd have done it alone anyhow. And you would have had the papers on you. Like you said, if the SP had caught you with the papers, it would be the end of us. So I went along with you. As soon as you gave me the papers, I put them in a good, safe place. She smiled a little. No one will ever find them but me. I'm sorry. Jennings, you can come in with us, Rithrick said. You can work for us forever if you want. You can work for us, be a part of us. You can have anything you want. Anything except... Except that no one runs the company but you. That's right, Jennings. The company is old, older than I am. I didn't bring it into existence. It was, you might say, willed to me. I took the burden on. The job of managing it, making it grow, moving it towards the day. The day of revolution, as you put it. My grandfather founded the company back in the last century. The company has always been in the family, and it always will be. Someday Kelly will carry it on after me. So, that's taken care of. The company was founded up in Maine in a small New England town. My grandfather was a little old New Englander, frugal, honest, and passionately independent. He had a little repair business and some sort of little tool and fix-it place. And plenty of knack. When he saw the government and big business closing in on everyone, he went underground. Rethrick construction disappeared from the map. When the rest of the world had been divided up between international cartels and world states... There was New England, still alive, still free, and my grandfather and Rethrick Construction. He brought in a few men, mechanics, doctors, and lawyers, little once-a-week newspaper men from the Middle West. The company grew. Weapons appeared. Weapons and knowledge. The time scoop and mirror. The plant was built secretly and at great cost over a long period of time. The plant is big, big and deep. It goes down many more levels than you saw. He saw them, your alter ego. Someday, Jennings, you're going to break out. You'll see. Conditions like this can't go on. People can't live this way, tossed back and forth by political and economic powers. Masses of people shoved this way and that way according to the needs of this government or that cartel. There's going to be resistance someday. A strong, 
desperate resistance. Not by big people, or powerful people, but by little people. Bus drivers, grocers, waiters. And that's where the company comes in. We're going to provide them with the help they'll need. The tools, weapons, and the knowledge. We're going to sell them our services. They'll be able to hire us. And they'll need someone they can hire. They have a lot lined up against them. A lot of wealth and power. There was silence. Do you see? Kelly said. That's why you mustn't interfere. It's Dad's company. It's always been that way. It's a part of the family. The company belongs to the family. It's ours. Come in with me, Rethrick said. As a mechanic. I'm sorry, but that's our limited outlook showing through. Maybe it's narrow, but we've always done things this way. Jennings said nothing. He walked slowly across the office, his hands in his pockets. After a time, he raised the blind and stared out at the street far below. Down below, like a tiny black bug, a security cruiser moved along, drifting silently with the traffic that flowed up and down the street. It joined a second cruiser already parked. Four SP men were standing by it in their green uniforms, and even as he watched, some more could be seen coming from across the street. He let the blind down. It's a hard decision to make, he said. If you go out there, they'll get you, Rethrick said. They're out there all the time. You haven't got a chance. Please, Kelly said, looking up at him. Suddenly, Jennings smiled. So, you won't tell me where the papers are. Kelly shook her head. Wait. Jennings reached into his pocket. He brought out a small piece of paper. He unfolded it slowly, scanning it. By any chance, did you deposit them with the Dune National Bank? About three o'clock yesterday afternoon, for safekeeping in their storage vaults. Kelly gasped. She grabbed her handbag, unsnapping it. Jennings put the slip of paper, the parcel receipt, back in his pocket. So he saw even that, he murmured. The last of the trinkets. I wondered what it was for. Kelly groped frantically in her purse, her face wild. She brought out a slip of paper, waving it. You're wrong. Here it is. It's still here. She relaxed a little. I don't know what you have, but this is... In the air above them, something moved. A dark space formed. A circle. The space stirred. Kelly and Rethrick stared up, frozen. From the dark circle, a claw appeared. A metal claw, joined to a shimmering rod. The claw dropped, swinging in a wide arc. The claw swept up the paper from Kelly's fingers. It hesitated for a second. Then it drew itself up again, disappearing with the paper into the circle of black. Then silently the claw and the rod and the circle blinked out. There was nothing, nothing at all. Where, where did it go? 
Kelly whispered. The paper! What was that? Jennings patted his pocket. It's safe. It's safe right here. I wondered when he would show up. I was beginning to worry. Rethrick and his daughter stood, shocked into silence. Don't look so unhappy, Jennings said. He folded his arms. The paper's safe, and the company's safe. When the time comes, it'll be there, strong and very glad to help out the revolution. We'll see to that. All of us. You, me, and your daughter. He glanced at Kelly, his eyes twinkling. And hers, too. All three of us. And maybe by that time, there'll be even more members to the family. You have been listening to the Auditory Entertainment's production of Paycheck by Philip K. Dick Part 3 of 3 Performed by Miranda Johnson Thank you for listening. <laughs>